Insert coin. Get ready for all work, no play. Go. Check. Oh, I got ear pressure change from the we shutting of the door. Rolling on episode something. Oh my God! It is five thousand years since the last time we did it, but we're back. We've come back. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of All Work No Play, starring Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal. <sighs> okay, <laughs> so crowd it has been effect. a long fucking time since we've done this. We uh, apologize, but you know what? You had to expect this, really. I mean, you're like, you, our listeners, you're like a battered lover. You know, we always say, like, it's not going to happen again, baby. We, we're we're going to do the show in a week, baby. Baby, come on. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my subscription because I think they're going to do a show yeah. next week. And we never do. You can't trust us. We're alcoholics and we're just going to lie to you again, baby. We're living up to the name of the show, which is All Work, No Play. And all I've been doing is working. And we, I haven't seen you in a friggin' month, at least. It's true. At least. <laughs> I not even in passing. I didn't I know that you had gotten dressed. Deadlocks and uh, and had started uh... everything gonna be iry. <laughs> that was the worst. Terrible. <laughs> uh, no, we don't see each other anymore. We just work. We're working machines. We're automatons. Mm-hmm. Automata- automaton. Devoid of joy. Yes. Um, but here we are. We're back. Yeah, we're back, and this episode is being brought to you by the good people at. Basil Hayden's, or as Liam calls it, Basil Hayden's, because <laughs> he's British. Let's get right into it. We should catch up on how we've been, because I this is we're literally doing it for real. Uh, I don't know how Sam has been. I haven't seen him in ages. Uh, I'm still alive. I had a big empty shell, a big empty hole in my chest cavity. A Sam-shaped Sam's hole. Ha- a fist normally is. Um, so <laughs> my uh, fist is somewhere else usually. What a, do you want to go for? You want to tell me how you've been, or shall I? I, I don't know what. I don't even know where to begin. It's been like three months, but uh, I've been I've been great. I'm, uh, gosh, there's so much going on. Uh, you know, I'll start with sort of family life, which is right now I'm single. I'm a single dude. My wife, whom I love, and my child, whom I love, have left me for the wilds of upstate New York where my wife is shooting a movie. She's a cinematographer. And so I'm all, I find myself all alone in my house and um, I, not to che- uh, not to cheapen the love I feel for my family, but man, it's it's great. I get to sleep. I get to see movies. I get to stay up late. I get to do whatever I want. It's like I'm a teenager again. The whole house smells like musk, which is just another way to say ball sweat. <laughs> there is a lot of ball sweat going on. I've been keeping my balls under under wraps. Just in case. Mm-hmm. No, but it's been fun. I've seen a lot of movies, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Work-wise, um, I, I've been directing this show for a year called Wander Over Yonder for the Disney Channel, and it just debuted on Friday, or rather sneak peeked. In fact, mm. if I may, I know I'm talking a lot, Liam. Jump in whenever you want. But we both had a pretty amazing night Friday night in terms of our animation careers. Yeah, yeah. 
It's finally kind of yeah yeah. yeah. Were you dismissing it like you're Larry no. David or something? Yeah, you know. Eh. I'm underplaying. I don't want to sound uh, <laughs> boastful. Liam, what was your thing that was on? Uh, on well, Disney? Uh, I got to bring my uh, portrayal of Red Skull to Phineas and Ferb because they have something going on called uh, Mission Marvel on Phineas and Ferb. So it was a slightly wackier, uh, more arch version yeah. of Red Skull. Uh, so that was fun. I haven't seen all of it yet. I've only watched the first half. Well, but Liam's show, the Phineas episode played, and then immediately after was a three-minute Mickey Mouse short, Yeah. followed by my show, Wander Over Yonder, in which I also played one of the bad guys of the episode. So really, Liam, Sam, and Mickey Mouse hmm? all on the same block, and we're killing it. Right here, up top. Oh! Yes. We went from anime to mainstream animation in just under 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it took us 20 years to be on par, maybe 25. Uh, overnight success. I, I'll nose in just for a minute, just because it's on my mind. Um, uh, so you'll agree with me on this. I know we've talked about it before. I agree with you on everything. Uh, being uh, this far into the VO world, um, we get asked on a pretty regular basis uh, how, how to get into this work, how to get this work, how to get this work, period. And then Daily. also people who are in the work, how can I get more of this work? And I just threw this out on Twitter yesterday, but I'll just reiterate, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing it. I mean, like, I kind of have a general sense of what I do, and I'm I'm enjoying it, and I know that I worked hard to get here. Um, but I, I, I don't know. There's good books. Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt wrote a good book. Uh, they did. Uh, but you know what? Everyone, like, this is what I end up realizing after having this same conversation a million times. Everyone comes to it a different way. So there is no, like, you can ask advice till you're blue in the face. It's like asking a writer, how do you write? I don't know. You just kind of do it. Like, mm-hmm. and some people succeed and, and some people don't. But the one thing I will say is... Uh. And we've been doing this a long time. A long time. And everything, this, like many other fields, you just got to like, you got to do it forever. We're old yeah. now. You just chip away. When, I mean, when did that happen? There's a, I don't know. This um, is the episode. There's a, <laughs> there's exceptions. Sometimes someone will come along and they'll book one role and suddenly they're everywhere instantaneously. But that, I've only met a couple of people like that. Yeah, but even then, they had to do something else to get their talents to yeah. that level where I mean, they you know, can deliver consistently. Uh, I was thinking of Ali Hillis, but that's a bullshit answer anyway because she's been working she's been in films a for a while. So, forever. But her first real game uh, VO job was Lightning and Final Fantasy, which would send her yeah, straight to the that moon. Yeah, that is true. But that is true. she'd been doing feature films and whatnot, so that's yeah, not really a good she example. wasn't some new kid off the, off the truck from Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Liam, huh? the Idaho truck stops right by my place and left lets off a bunch of new actors. New actors, yeah, uh-huh. it's amazing. Uh-huh. They're all named Kent. <laughs> anyway, what's what else has been going on with you, Liam? Work-wise, family-wise. Well, I'll start with a story that you've heard and some of my friends have heard. But the biggest thing of this summer, because it's probably I'm gonna been leave. like three months since we've been here, yes. is I tried to take a vacation. I tried to go oh, away God. and relax. I had a vacation. Cue the sappy music, It man. was like the Book of Job, my friend, because... Um, Wait, is that the one where they have to split a baby in two? It's about Steve Jobs <laughs> okay. at the beginning of Apple and meeting Wozniak. Okay. Uh, uh, we were set to leave for the East Coast and go to a bunch of places. And about a week and a half before we are supposed to go, my wife fell ill to something. I don't know what. I had a week packed, cemented in with work. 
and she was down for the count. She couldn't do anything. So everything just exploded. We didn't know what was going on with her. I was canceling jobs and rescheduling, rescheduling jobs. And, you know, everyone wanted to drop me in a hole the whole week. And then, like, two days before we were supposed to go, we found out tests came back and she had in salmonella poisoning. So For a week. Which is crazy. For a week crazy. she had it. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they put her on antibiotics and uh, the doctor admittedly is like, oh, well, actually, I think the antibiotics were making it worse now, ah. that I, now that I know what it is. Anyway, we left two days late. We rescheduled the plane. We went to the East Coast. We got there. My wife kind of felt better. My daughter got a stomach bug. I don't Who, know what. Who's your daughter again? Uh, her romper Stomper yes. got uh, the yakking sickness and just started yakking everywhere. Aww. But then she got better and then she gave it to my son, Hamlet. And he started yakking everywhere. And eventually, Hamlet gave it to me, which took us right up to like the last day it away from just vacation. a poop fest. The pinnacle of the whole thing was we were in New York City, and my wife and I had arranged seats for Shakespeare in the park. We had arranged them in advance. We made a, a, a contribution to the theater. We got tickets set up, the whole thing. A very uh, liberal, elite, West Coast, totally East Coast thing to Totally pinko, communist sure. move, right. And uh, my son had been sick, but he was, Hamlet was feeling better. He was playful. His fever was down. And we're like, F it. Let's go. Well, he's just going to sit there. He can sleep in our lap. So we go. And at dinner beforehand, halfway through the dinner, my son just starts to melt like a wax candle. And we're like, oh, geez, what's going on? And we brought the thermometer and we stick it in his ear. And he's at 104. Oh, my God. That sounds like he's going to die. It was like he, so, so uh, I always take, uh, my wife always takes a bullet for me. And says, you go have fun and I'll stay home. And I said, not this time. Because she's a martyr. She's a, a little bit, a little bit. An atheist martyr. <laughs> and I said, honey, there not this time. There will still be 72 virgins waiting for her. <laughs> not this time. You go, go with my mom, go with my sister, take Romper Stomper. And you go and have a great night at the theater. I'll take Hamlet home. We get in our rented SUV. We start driving th- uh, home back to Jersey, which is where my family's from. And Hamlet starts projectile vomiting oh, on God. the sides of the, the oh. this SUV. We should add sound effects here just to make this like more like This American Life or Radio Lab, just like barf sound effects. Huh? <laughs> um, so I get him back to Jersey. I put him in the bath. I start cooling him down to get the fever down. And just as I'm doing that, about a half hour after the show would have started, torrential rain starts oh, no. hitting the top of the house, which means all the women, the women that I love most in my life who have left behind... In open air Shakespeare in the park, just a couple miles away, are getting rained on. So I could have driven them home, but uh, they got screwed. Anyway, so, so the lesson of this is never take a vacation. Never take a vacation. Don't stop working, ever. <laughs> because work is the only thing you can control. What else? Let well, me I'm sorry about your awful vacation, but maybe there's there's a friendly travel agent who listens to our show who's like, I'm going to make it up to Liam by flying him out first class to Atlantic City. Uh, you, my agents are Sutton, Barth, and Venari. If you would like to send that, I <laughs> I didn't know that's totally that's encouraged that for. Yes. What else? I've I've read, I every once in a while I write a note for stuff that I. Liam's did. got I'll notes say... here. I've got nothing. This is Sam, by the way. If you mm-hmm. can't distinguish our voices, just remember Sam's is the handsomer voice. Right. Liam's is the one that sounds like misery. Yes. Right. <laughs> um... Like a hundred owls being stabbed. <laughs> by the way, you're out of your Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yes. How do you bourbon. like it so far? Uh, it's good. It's making me sweat though or maybe the booth I is making me sweat or both. I think it's the booth because it's, it is 104 degrees in here. It could also, there's always a certain amount of sexual tension between us. I mean, we, it's best to Friction. let... Friction. It's like moonlighting. Huh? Like you don't want to say it. You don't You don't want to or else that'll ruin Or like, what was it on Friends? Ross and No, no, let's go with Luke moonlighting because I think... You are clearly uh, Bruce, and I'm Sybil Shepard. <laughs> Obviously, I'm Sybil Bruce. Shepard. I'm I'm Bruce Willis as Bruno. 
his his late 80s rock and roll mm. alter ego. Uh, uh, other, so what, what else you got, Liam? Other, what things, else? other things I remember from the sev- 17 months since sure. our last podcast. Um, my son, Hamlet programmed a toy robot that I was unable to that happened wait what uh, we got him like a this robot that's supposed to teach programming it came with this dense uh, that's a thing children book play with robots now. to teach this was specifically and to teach programming can you can we please call it's my aim in life to teach my son the word robot by pronouncing it robot robot mm-hmm. I would like him to say robot for the rest of his life so whenever I say it, say it in front of him I say robot you're Robit. saying robot so okay. can we keep that going sure me, sure I'll, okay. I will so so <laughs> Hamlet programmed a robot that okay. I I looked through the book for I don't know like an hour and I mean I got it moving around but he spent a further is this a humanoid type robot or only, is it a... it's about as tall as this bottle of Basil Haddon's <laughs> And, um, you know, you just put in left, right, forward, backward, that kind of thing. You can record things into it. And he had it going. Wow. So I feel more and Kids more inferior every, every day. But on should. the flip side, he's very emotional. My son is very emotional. Mm-hmm. And half the time, he's so inspiring. And I'm so moved with what he can do. And he's obviously smarter than me. But the other half of the time, he's like Tetsuo from the Japanese masterwork film Akira. Who oh. it, do you remember this film? Oh. He was a, a kid who kind of had it was experimented on, and he had psychic power, telekinetic powers, and psychic powers, and he could do great things. But ultimately, can your son stop your heart from a distance with his telepathic telekinesis? Not yet. I can feel like a little squeeze when he gets upset. <laughs> it's not enough to do any damage, but I can feel him playing okay. with it. And Tetsuo will occasionally turn into a giant meat monster and you know envelop things. Okay. In, right. Okay. So he's he can he can get angry. Mm. Uh, so I feel like I have a kid who is either going to you know cure cancer and uh, finish Elon Musk's work on the Hyperloop. Ah, oh, that thing looks great. Or destroy China. <laughs> wow. So so you're you're praying. Your fingers are crossed that he uses his brains for the forces of good. Not I hope evil. so. But he could very well. Really, it's up to you because I correct me if I'm wrong. Most of these Bond type yeah. supervillains had something tragic in their childhood. It's so if you do something like, like you don't show up to his recital when uh-huh. he's thirteen, he, that's what he's gonna say when he destroys Manhattan. It is honestly a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> when everyone's like, why? Why are you doing this, Lord Gargantuan? He's like, because what? my father missed my 13-year-old in the movie. In the movie, when his arms are turning into tentacles and he's he's destroying the White House, <laughs> he will remember the moment where I got a call for a VO job right then and that you, day. And you chose it over him. I chose him over it. Oh. I almost chose it over him. I was like, oh, gee, oh. I wasn't working as much as I am now. And I was like, oh, man. Got a VO job and I haven't really worked in a week and a half. I really need this. And I went around the little playhouse. I told my wife that I was going to tell him. I was like, I don't know. What do we do? We don't have. We haven't been making Wait, that, when any was money. This? this was back when he first started at school. So like probably three oh, or man. four years ago. I went around the schoolhouse. They brought him out. And I was like, I said, Hamlet, I'm really sorry, Daddy got work. I think I might not be able to. I got about that far in his face, kind of like like a porcelain mask, just went. Oh no! And he just he started to break, and immediately was like. I, uh, uh, no, 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 never mind. Forget that, forget that. I, I, I'll be in the back. I'll be in the back. Good job. Wow, you gave it up? I gave it up. uh, All right, you just saved the people. So that's the moment he's going to remember. Of Philadelphia. As he's destroying (laughs) every member of Congress in his grip, he'll be like, (laughs) 
Arr! Flashback. Flashback. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I'll be in the back. Oh, and humans all, are okay. And all the congressmen, <laughs> all the good congressmen, yeah, don't worry. will drop to the floor. Yeah, he'll crush a couple of the Tea Party guys. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Disclaimer The views expressed by Liam and Sam are not necessarily the views of Liam or Sam on this <laughs> podcast. We are heavily intoxicated, and when we get drunk, mm. we insult right wingers. I love, <laughs> I love tea. And I love parties. I love tea. I have loose leaf tea every morning. If someone wants to know a gift to get me, <clears> I, <throat> I enjoy a nice Harnian Sons loose leaf tea, maybe a, an Intelligentsia Earl Grey, something mm-hmm. like that. It's very nice. So really, nothing against the tea partiers. They're lovely people. Before, before we move on. Before we backpedal any further. Yes. I have a topic to bring up. I didn't tell you I was going to bring up. Oh, God. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting. It probably will be interesting for them. Uh, should we? It should, was the only. No, 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 no. We're going right in now. Gonna we're, stay in we're not going to take a break. No, we're going to stay in this musky ball sweat feel that's going on in this room to discuss what the only real communication that happened between us, uh-huh. other than like, you know, we have our fun little text chains with, oh God. with our group. By the way, which is all other things. Our fun little text chains. Oh my God! If Careful. you guys could, if you guys could get a little glimpse, those are top secret. They are the most secret. It's not just us. It's a few of the voiceover community, and it is pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I I shouldn't even say it. I shouldn't even say it. Yeah. We can't even we can't even say anything that's on these. Oh, it's. I it's, wish you guys could see. It's like a roast. In text It is form. a constant roast of multiple people, <laughs> not just one person. Of ourselves. Of ourselves. People we work with, people we love, people we don't love. It's like we become insult comics <laughs> with 140 <laughs> characters per text. Yeah. And we just go fucking apeshit. All right. Anyway, what on was this other. communication right. that you're so, talking about? So Sam and I haven't hung out, but one of the, the biggest exchanges we had in the last, I really think it's been two or three months since you had a, a podcast, is we got into an argument that tore me up over Facebook oh. about motherfucking GMOs. Oh and now, hold God. on. Oh I don't God. want to debate GMOs. Okay. I just want to talk about the nature of what happened between you and me because we got into the sort of like ideological warfare over <laughs> Facebook that I associate with like <laughs> D-bags from my past that I butt heads with. Uh, and argue about... We're like, losing half of our listeners tonight, by the way. I don't think we're losing half. I think we might be losing 3%. Well, I, they're very small to begin with, so we don't have a lot of leeway. But, okay. Okay. So, yes, Liam is, is talking about a Facebook flame war that we had with each other. Over, it went on forever. Over It did went, go on forever, and it got pretty heated, and things were said that shouldn't have been said, and I went, in thinking back, I, I overstepped my bounds. You went for the jugular. I did. Yeah. I did. And I, it's been on my mind as well, and it's it's like our it's our first fight, guys, and you were here for it. It was online, <laughs> and I don't think either of our minds have changed at all, which is like I an don't think so lesson. either. I really I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of it, but no, Sam, but tech- I do not like GMOs. I try to avoid them when I can, and Sam is more forgiving and 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 says sort pro of science. Ap- I'm a, uh, more apathetic, apathetic. about it, okay. more sort of like, eh, I don't think it's. I think, yeah. I think this was one of the big points of our little back and forth was. I think there are many other things in life that are worth fighting. Right. That are that I prioritize above 
uh, above I genetically can, modified foods. I can see that. And in the end, I don't even think we're that far away. Oh, I just no. think you lean, because I'm apathetic too. I just say, I better avoid those. And I think you're more, eh. <laughs> That's we're probably not that it. far apart, but we still are apart on this. And I was really upset about it. The whole, like, I'm going about my day trying to, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm standing in a session doing stuff. I was stuff, really a dick. And, like, I would see, you'd send, we'd send each other articles and be like, I can't believe he thinks this. And he's throwing it in my face. <laughs> this is my best friend. What is going on? And you can, here's another thing. Here's a separate to- topic. The bane of every uh, voiceover director's existence right now are iPhones in Los Angeles because... To varying level of degree, actors in the booth have. I mean, we have a lot of time where we're just standing there doing nothing with our dick in our hand, right? So you yeah, just there's go to your a lot of time between you takes, or or even, you know, in all honesty, during a take, if yeah. it's a really <laughs> shitty show or something. And, you know, so Liam and I text back and forth, or we yeah, we send each other messages yeah. while we're working. We all do, and you know, some actors abuse it, but that's not what I'm I'm getting at. I'm just saying that between takes, or when I'm sitting there for ten, you know, ten minutes with nothing to do, and I'm and I'm reading an article and my best friend is like he's like multiply stabbing me with an article uh, about GMOs and I don't I don't even care about the subject anymore it was just way too raw for me and I didn't like it and I don't want it to ever happen again and the next time it happens, I'm just going to lie and pretend to agree with you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I apologize for whatever part I played in in your uh, I'm an your anxious angst. person no, in I, general. I know that. I know that. I crossed a line. I, you know, when I get into an argument like that, which is rare, I hit hard. If you and don't, I, and I don't back down, if I, I get. At, I'm like, I'm like, you know what I'm like? I'm like Martha in Virginia Wolf. If you don't, Roger me, give me the old one two. You know, on a semi regular basis, I'm really anxious. You gotta calm me down with that special way you have. Need, and if it's I, not it's happening, it's when true. we haven't seen each other, you it's can't true. just pummel me like You're Tyson right. in the ring. It's just a Facebook. I get, I get, I get very uh, passionate about uh, uh, about these issues. And anyway, it doesn't matter because it's it's in the past. But 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 honestly, uh, yeah, it's weird because Liam and I are so alike in our politics. Oh, we're total left-wing leading heart liberals. Oh, yeah. Which is and, why it was so shocking to And me. also, not just politics, but just everything. Mm-hmm. Like, kids and the way we think about family and travel and work and everything. Like, we're Sense very of like... humor. We don't take ourselves seriously. We're very like-minded. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one thing. One thing. Corn. <laughs> Monsanto <laughs> corn. Is is going to drive us apart? They're uh, going to catch up with us when we're both like seventy five <laughs> years old, and someone's going to be like, "Didn't you used to work with Liam O'Brien?" I'll be like, "Oh, that motherfucker! He's anti GMO, and he can go suck my cock." <laughs> <laughs> That's going to what be what drives us apart. Uh, man, all right. Well, I will also say on a last side note because I'm fucking sweating like a pig in here. Is uh, I'm also addicted to Skyrim, uh, and I oh. blame and I blame. Laura Bailey. I I gave it a chance uh, several uh, I think a year ago and didn't uh-huh. get caught. But then I finished The Last of Us and I picked it up and I started playing. And what happened was uh, I made a dark elf 
and I started walking around the world, and I, and, and and I met some people, and I didn't do the, the main story quest, but I met these werewolves, and they made me a werewolf, and then <laughs> then they said, "There's these guys trying to kill all of us, so you have to, we have to get these werewolf hunters." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I understand. We have to get the werewolf hunters," and so I did all these things for the werewolves as a werewolf, and then I was on my way to the place where the werewolf hunters were, and I was just walking by this like cave, and there was a giant, right? And there you can't beat her, beat them you? because they snap you up in the air, and I was like, "Oh wait, you know, I've been playing for a while, so I wonder if I can kill this giant." And I did, I could, I killed the giant, and then I went and looked at the treasure chest <laughs> that was crazy Hold on. right now. The treasure chest His that was right next like to him. crazy person's eyes. And there was a jewel in the chest. And the jewel started talking to me and saying, you have to take me to a mountaintop. And I took the jewel to the mountaintop and it flew me up into a mile above the map in Skyrim and said, you're the only one who can rid my temple of these uh, 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 sinners and you have to get them. And I did. And I got them all and he gave me a magic sword called Dawnbreaker what and it glows with white light and that's not even the main story and I have a problem. You know, I think... <laughs> That was a great story, but I think in the interest of time, what we're going to do is we're going to speed that up by two two times. Skyrim! We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more All Work, No Play. Hey, guys. If you have comments or suggestions for fun things we can do, follow our Twitter account at Zero Time to Play. Now on with the shizzo! Round two. Uh, and we're back, everyone. We're back on All Work, No Play. You know what, Liam, I realized? What's that? Not that we need to, but we never described the show at the top. This show... What do you mean? We never... The show is all work, no play. It's, oh, it's about two voice right. actors who work a lot. Right. One guy from uh, <laughs> another Southeast Asian country has come in to listen, and he has no... Everyone from Malaysia is Papua is New covered. Guinea. They know, right. Some guy in uh, on Easter Island is like die, is messing with the computer and twisting wires, and this weird shit has come out of the speakers of his computer. Anyway, we work a lot, so every week on the show... Every week. <laughs> what, a, what a joke. Rich. Every episode on the right. show, we challenge ourselves to do something fun. This episode is our bicentennial. <laughs> And we tell you guys how the fun thing did, how it went, and we challenge ourselves yeah. to do something else fun. We work too much. We have no time. We are doing this podcast to force ourselves to do something fun, which we have failed at miserably for three months. Here's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> what we were supposed to do, what we've been talking about for weeks, is to go to a sensory deprivation tank joint in <laughs> Venice, California, and dunk ourselves in the darkness. Really quickly, it's a it's a it's a steel coffin that you put yourself in. It's filled with salt water that's at 98 degrees. The same temperature as your body. Yeah, so you don't know where totally, you end and the universe begins. There's no light, there's no sound, there's no sensation at all, and you sit in there for an hour and you can see God. Two, two hours, <laughs> which I think is why you and I balk, because the idea of you and I setting aside an hour to drive there, two hours to float in the dark and think about the pointlessness of our lives, and then an hour to drive to our next job or home is daunting it's to impossible. say the least. It's impossible. We're still going to do it. No, I don't know about but the next episode. we didn't do it this time. Not this time. We improvised. Instead, we did do a fun thing, and I'm going to give us props for doing something uh, completely for leisure, not something for Something at all. Yes. Yeah, so tonight, in fact, Liam O'Brien and I went to the House of Intuition. Yeah. Which is a place where people... It's a psychic house. It's, it's, they can see the future. They're freaks. Are you sure it wasn't a bordello? It, <laughs> it might have been a bordello. It smelled like a bordello. It smelled like one. The, uh, you walk in, it's crystals, it's chanting music, it's, it's lots of incense. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a spiritual place where people go to find themselves. And we had our tarot cards read. This was a brilliant idea Sam had maybe a day or two ago because we hadn't done fuck all. 
for the show. And Sam and I was like, ah, you know, we'll go online. We'll apologize and say, you no. know, we work all the time. We can't. But Sam said, no, 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 no. We, we got to do, do something. something. So we went and got our futures told. Uh, and it was all bullshit. <laughs> no, Liam, it wasn't. Okay, let's start at the beginning. They start you by putting you in meditation. Yeah. Where you they put you in a closet-shaped room, much much like the room we're in right now, with dim lights and weird music playing. Okay, can I ask you, because uh, Sam went in before me, so it was a 15-minute reading and a little bit of prep time before Sam went in before me, and I just stared at all the crystals in the gift shop beforehand. Uh, how did your preparation time go? What the did meditation you do? room? Yeah, how did you, what did you do? How did your time okay, in the meditation literally, room Literally... I was legitimately laughing out loud for the first minute of it. I was like a skinny, a, a giddy schoolgirl, just like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm in a clo- somebody's closet, and they're playing me Yanni music, and I'm just sitting. So I was laughing for a while, and, but then they never came to get me. I was yeah. sitting in there for like five minutes, five, yeah. ten minutes. Sure. You gotta uh, meditate. You're supposed so to So after push a while, all that stuff out. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go for this. I'm gonna just sit. And, and be at peace with myself. And then weird stuff started happening. Oh, yeah? I started feeling like, wow, what's what's up with my forehead? It feels like it's tensed. Why can't I untense my forehead? Did you see a pale, light lotus flower open up around <laughs> your body and see the manifold universe expanding in all directions as you became one with your chakra? No, but I did feel the threads on the armchair starting to come loose yes. because it, it was ancient. Here's a good time to introduce what I did, uh, which was mostly diddle my iPhone. Uh, I texted you uh, about that armchair, wondering how many diseases it had. We agreed uh, hepatitis (laughs) was definitely on the armchair. At least baseline hepatitis, (laughs) probably E. coli, and maybe a little bit of cat AIDS, feline AIDS. (laughs) I checked uh, Twitter. So you didn't. And I guilt. Well, I felt guilty for not. You got to go for it, man. You got to let your inhibitions go. So I I actually sat there in a sort of semi-meditative state and I focused. Okay. And then after the five, ten minutes were up, they bring you in to see Sarah. I was hoping that she would have a more exotic name like Mistress Veronique. Shawnee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or something. All I remember about her is that she had bangs. And then I thought she was full of shit. <laughs> Liam, you're not a believer. That's so, a, I'll, I'll expand, but you tell me about your experience. Well, first of all, I'm so upset that I didn't come up with the idea of what were we thinking? We should have re- recorded the audio from this tarot reading. I planned to record the audio. And forgot to? And forgot to. Oh! And halfway through, I was like, well, shit. <laughs> I was going to record it. We blew can I, it. Can I, can I subtly get my hand to my elbow in my pocket and take it out and hit the record? We no, no, I blew it. I blew it. We blew it. We got none of that. But uh, you know what? In all fairness, it was pretty boring. Okay, so she flips over a bunch of cards. By the way, anyone who's into this stuff, we respect and admire you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest time of laugh I've ever done in my life. Okay, continue, continue. Um, she flips over some <laughs> cards. The cards, you know, you know, it's tarot cards. They're supposed to say where you are, where you've been, where you're going to. Okay, tell me the story. What does she tell you? Uh, so mine, and this is why I think that she's pretty good. Mine was really boring. She was like, wow, wow, you seem like a really balanced person. I can understand why you've never gone to see a tarot 
card reader before. <laughs> like, there's nothing. It doesn't. I don't see anything really wrong. Here's what. Here's what. Here's what's creepy. I think that's true. <laughs> I know you are. You're happy. I, no, I know. You have a beautiful wife. You have a beautiful son. You're taking over Disney. You have a great voiceover career. Uh, but I'm sure your life is perfect in every way. I've often thought that. Well, no. So and I this think is she must see the what universe. she saw. She saw that, and I said to her the literally what I said to her was. You know, that's what my friend who's about to come in here next always tells me that I that I'm that I'm pretty balanced and even keeled. And I think it frustrates him to no end. <laughs> and, uh, and it does. <laughs> Everything's too easy for you. Did your parents get divorced? Yes, they did. They did. Uh, <laughs> why am I so unhappy? <laughs> I I did that for effect. I think I'm pretty happy. Okay, good. good. You seem happier. Than <laughs> anyway, she she said that I was in a good place. We talked a lot about career, which I didn't plan on. She's like, "What do you want to talk about?" And I I said, "You know, like family stuff. Like, are, is my wife and kid going to be okay on this trip? They're on a trip to New York." And she she like didn't take care of that at all. She just talked about career stuff and where I'm going, and it was kind of interesting. Yeah. I won't I won't lie. It was kind of interesting. Do tell. Ah, she just said that I was a, like a career crossroads, which is right. in a way true because I'm mm-hmm. doing much more directing. A career crossroads. A career crossroads. Yeah, that could work for you. It could also work for a guy who just made manager of McDonald's. <laughs> or it could also work for in the world. anybody on the planet Earth. <laughs> Oh, Hakeem, you used to shovel camel shit, but now they want you to take stock of all the other guys who shovel camel shit? I think you're in a career crossroads. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is what me. I thought. I'm not going to get into mine, but the whole time I was like, you could say that shit to anyone, woman. You could say that shit to anyone. <laughs> I left myself Continue. open for for her bullshit to have a fact. <sighs> I told myself to stay open, but I couldn't do it. I, I was it. like... Go on. Tell me more. Tell <laughs> well, me then, more. Then we did another another reading yeah. where she drew more cards. And this one was interesting because she failed on this one big time and, like, was uh, was uh, very open about it. Like, I asked her because my wife and I are going to have another kid at some point. At some... Oh, you just gave me a fucking heart attack. No, like soon. Uh, yeah, I thought oh, you were no, going to no, say this isn't that it the, was in the... No, oven. I don't announce the pregnancy on the <laughs> podcast. Sorry, no offense to my viewers. Yes, you do for your art. <laughs> For your art. That's what this podcast is. I love is. you, viewers, but uh, no way. Um, uh, no, but, with, you know, soon we're going to try to have another kid. And, and she's like, you know, is there anything else you want to talk about? I was like, well, you know, we're going to have another kid at some point. Can you tell me how that's going to go? And she drew all these crazy cards that made no sense. She's like, oh, you must have had a hard time conceiving the first time. And I was like, nope. And she's like, oh, well, you you're are you, nailed it. Are you guys arguing about about whether to have another one? I was like, nope. She's like, oh, well, do you want one sex and your wife wants another? I was like, nope. She's like, well, what about the timing? Are you worried? You have a different ideas about when the timing is going to happen. I was like, not at all. They got it all planned, honey. And she literally said, she she looked at me like she stared blankly at me for like thirty seconds. Nothing said nothing, and then after thirty seconds, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to draw again. And I was like, wait, you can do that? If you don't get the cards you want, you can just draw new ones? How is that tarot card reading? And that's when it turned into bullshit for me. The end, Liam, your turn. (laughs) Okay, similar. It is very similar. All right, so 
I don't really remember the cards she drew, except for there was a wizard at one point with a staff that kind of looked like uh, a pleasure device. But she's like, "You, this is your specialty. You have specialized in your life. And I was like, she's right. I You're a wizard. specialized in VO. <laughs> yeah. All right. The basic overall story in the beginning, which, and I was with her, was, uh, but what, well, you know, judging it the whole time, thinking like, yeah, yeah, whatever, lady, you... <laughs> You ask little probing questions. You're just like the people on TV who are like, I hear a Q or a C or a T or a P or <laughs> That's a all the letters or you. <laughs> yeah. You go through 50% of the letters and like there's some, there's a ghost here and they've got half the letters of the alphabet. Someone has died right. or been born. But in the beginning, it seemed accurate. She, we, there were cards that were upside down. She said, oh, because this card's upside down. <laughs> You are grass. You're you're like struggling with a life change, and you can't do it. If this card had been right side up, everything would be rosy. But since it's upside down, Akeem. you can't do it. <laughs> uh, but the overall gist of my fortune in the beginning was like you're in your career, and I talked to her too. Uh, I I tried. I really tried. And while you were in there, I was like, "This is bullshit." Stop saying that. You got to try to give it you a chance. You got to be open to life. No, Liam. it's fucking cockamamie. You're an agnostic. No, shut up. Just open your mind. Bullshit. I tried to be open. So in the beginning, I talked to her and she would say, Is this right? Is that right? Or how does this apply to you? And I would talk about, I actually talked about my life. So you in the beginning, up. the first. Like a fi- shrink. Yeah. I'll get to that. Oh, boy. The first 50 or 60% was about how, based off of what I was telling her, and I think that she's a good improviser and all good fortune tellers are good improvisers, Mm -hmm. which is, let me hear what he's telling me and I'll go off of that, which is, you're in your career and how's it going? And And we got into how... Oh, I started off on stage and I love the stage. And that's true. I wish I was on the stage now, but like I ended up in this path that is is not quite and what she, I wanted. And let me guess, she she drew a card that said that you really want to be on the stage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'd really like to get back to the stage, but I have my I have Hamlet and Romper Stomper and my wonderful wife, and I want to make sure that I'm supporting them and I'm there for them and the stage as much as I love it. It can't I mean I wasn't talking constantly, but I was giving I was giving her what she needed, which was just a thing, little bit of information the thing to, to leap get off to the from. next thing for her sure. to say. So everything was working out right. And she was like, oh, I see this and this means this. And then she got to the row, I don't know. The the row on fuck the, all on the about, left? Yes, I don't know fuck all about tarot people, but there was a, a center sort of crucifix of cards. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then a the, row up the side. On the side, it was your your higher senses. I don't know, your... but that's where it started to fall apart. Oh, because boy. she got like to that house line. Of cards. Yeah. <laughs> She got to that line and there was a card that was like harmony of love. And she said, oh, this shows that everything is great with your wife and everything's good with your family. And there's That's harmony. true. That's I was like, true. yeah, great. I love my kids. I love my yeah, wife. Everything is good. Who doesn't? They're great. Then we got up to the top of that row and she's like, hmm, this is, hmm, that's interesting because this shows, because this wife is the woman with the cup. So like there's some sort oh, of I had disharmony. The, I had the, the queen of cups as the well. The queen of cups. All right. Yeah, she was like, this that. is definitely your wife. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and she said, hmm, that's so weird because that's like, because this is showing something out of kilter. But then there's the harmony card down here. I'm going to have to, I can't remember the terminology, but was, I'm going to have to bring out some additional cards to explain this, which all that said to me was... I've been creating this yarn of bullshit for the last 10 minutes, yeah. and I've come to a dead end, and it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm going to pull some more cards to see what yeah. this means. what the fuck? You can't c- pull more cards. Okay, at one point in, in my reading, I said to her, you know what this is like? This is kind of like Dungeons & Dragons, 
where you know you come you come to a, a fork in the road and and Matthew Mercer says and Matt Mercer our dungeon master just makes something up mm-hmm. and if and you got to like roll the dice or in your case draw a card to see whether right. it's good or bad right and she was like you know what it is kind of like Dungeons and yes. Dragons oh she did yeah <laughs> Matthew this is what your side job is it's tarot cards you know what? Matthew would be an amazing psychic <laughs> he would he's perceptive be. he's yeah. he's he's dramatic you pick up cues from oh. from your from your thieves and your he, warriors why are we calling him Matthew why don't we always call him Matt we do. This is Matt, his name is Matt. But I mean, we're talking about his profession. He's a dungeon master, so we have to talk <laughs> yes, about Yes, as, as a professional, he is Matthew Mercer. <laughs> here's here's what I thought about the whole thing. Name drop. Which was Matt. Uh, oh, <laughs> fuck. Name drop. <laughs> name drop. Oh, my God. Name drop for all the people we mentioned. I thought while I was having my fortune read that what the woman was doing, and she was very nice, uh, <laughs> I thought that it was like, Therapy, which I do believe in, therapy. It was like therapy for um, fucking morons. (laughs) Okay, therapy is just like the therapist. I thought you were gonna take it in a nice way. No, no, no. This is therapy for people who people listening to this podcast. I'm not an atheist. I'm an agnostic, which means there could be a god. I don't know. I don't care. I'm raising my children. I'm doing what I do. I'm spending time with my friends and my family, the people I love. I'm living my life. I don't care if there's a God unless he's saying, unless you do this, I'll strike you dead with a lightning bolt. And I see Sam kill the lightning bolt. And then I know there's a consequence. I don't care. I'm just trying to live my life and be a good person. Okay. We just lost another 3% of our Sorry, Sorry, Makhmdad. <laughs> Makdad is gone, and so is Stephanie from uh, North Dakota. Awesome. Um, I thought that this person was a therapist for morons, which is, you know, when you go to a therapist, you just you, they say, well, I mean, did you feel like your father was there enough? They ask Tell questions. me about that. And then you're saying, God, my, and I'll say this personally, you know, my parents got divorced, and that did affect me. And I love my father, and he was supportive. But I wish he was around more to talk to me about like sex stuff that's, or to be there. And that's very and that's honest and real open of you. Shit. But the, all they did was ask a question and you talk about it. And that's what therapists do, except they've got a blindfold on and they've got earplugs in their ears and like a napkin rolled up in their <laughs> mouth and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But they do get you to start talking and you're like, hmm, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but still, the whole house of cards went yeah. at the end. So yeah, I tr- I really tried to go. In I don't think that you mind. tried, but <laughs> that's I told okay. myself to go in with that. I know mind. it was hard to try because even on the way into the room, did you pass the other girl who was on the phone? No. Okay, so on the way into the the tip- other reader. Yes. Oh no, no, tell me. Uh, on the way into the room, you pass another room where there was a girl there. Um, you know, reading someone else's fortune or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I peeked in and there was no client because she was on the phone. It's it's like a it's like a one eight hundred psychic line. Yeah. And like between physical clients, they also take Sure they do. They take one one nine hundred number calls. While I was getting my reading, I looked over to the left and I saw a phone. Oh yeah, big phone. And the the, the headset and I the and headset. I thought that I wondered the same thing. Yep, there's these little yeah. booths that all these readers are in, and it's like a sweatshop of of tarot. Yeah, Still, mind. I would call it a success because we we had an experience we hadn't had before. I would say that my favorite part of the experience of going mm. to to House of Intuition 
besides the smells, mm-hmm. because they were very lovely. Oh, incense galore, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was Liam's nervousness before we walked in. He went back to his car to hide his wallet or his bag. I or was going to get to this, yeah. And then also, while we were there, he went across the street to get cash to the 7 Eleven across the street. Because he didn't want to give them his credit card because he was worried that because they were gypsies. <laughs> I was they gonna get to this they might steal his identity. I was going to get to this Because myself. they're wily gypsies. I, and he was genuinely frightened. You were going to get a call from the Bank of America in six months going, Oh, Mr. Regal, we just have to call because there have been some purchases in Papua New Guinea. And most of your purchases come from Southern California. Have you been in Papua New Guinea anytime recently, sir? And have you so been I'd, buying incense in bulk? Yeah. I did. I thought, you know, at the last second, you were taking a little longer than I thought. And I thought, eh, I'll just run over to 7-Eleven and I'll hit the ATM. And that way, I don't have to worry about giving my card over. He's afraid of gypsies, everyone. Initially, I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm going to bring my, my briefcase in with my, my, my iPad and my laptop because I don't want to get it stolen. But then it was outweighed by, oh, shit. I don't want them to see that I have a solar briefcase briefcase bag. I have a solar key f- briefcase bag. Oh man, thank you, Basil, Basil Hayden. Hayden's. You are doing your job. Liam is officially drunk. He has a briefcase case. I wanted to come <laughs> off as a pauper, so I left my briefcase. I went to the Seven Eleven across the street. I got some cash and I paid for the shitty tarot card reading. <laughs> anyway, there's the fun we done. Oh, it was great, and we'll um, post some pictures. We already posted some pictures out. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm slurring my speech. Woo! Uh, um, we're posting on Twitter. Check it out. We're going to take one more break and we're going to come back with our challenge for next week, which is going to be really short, I promise, and then we'll wrap up the show. I'm really slurring now, so we got to take a break. Want to send us your own stories of fundum, ask us questions, or give us booze recommendations? Email us at zero time to play at gmail.com. Final round. Okay, let's bring oh, it God. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, at all work, no play, we like to challenge ourselves to do something fun that's not work-related. And last time on the show, we challenged... Oh, oh ding, ding. That was me going <laughs> to my iPhone for notes. Last time, we, we actually held a contest, guys. We asked for suggestions from you, the listening audience, to suggest some fun things that we, me, Sam, and Liam might do together uh, and report back to you on the show. And we got some great submissions from across the internets. Yeah, we got a lot of different ideas. Rock climbing. Some that are really complicated. They're, they're, we could never do Haunted in a houses. Years, which we're going to put on the back burner because that's interesting. Yeah, LARPing. Uh, but with the way the, the spacing between the last episode. Pillow and this one fights. Was, pillow fighting was a bullshit idea. I'm sorry, whoever <laughs> put that in. We're not doing a pillow fight. Um, but we have to pick something that we can do, and we went like two or three months before between podcasts, so we have to pick something that we think is sensible. And what we decided on, and the person who is going to win a PS3 copy of Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> the way you said that, it sounded like they were going to win a PS3 for a second. <laughs> I was the trying person to... who's going to win a PS3 version of a game. <laughs> I was trying to sound coherent, which is slightly a slight struggle Fail. right now. All right, great. So the winner is... The winner is... <laughs> the winner is, as I open up my iPhone, is Melanie Ross, or at underspace 
Maras. Oh, Melanie, congratulations. You are the winner. The reason you're the winner is because you suggested something doable. <laughs> and fun. And fun. What did uh, you, what did she, she, she suggest? I assume it's a she. She suggested playing a game of cards against humanity, which the reason it's in the sweet spot is because some people suggested things that pe- uh, that people we know had already suggested. Rock some climbing. people suggested things that were fucking crazy. Bungee jumping. Uh, but the person who suggested something we could do, which is to get together with our friends is and play a crass board game, is Maras. Uh, we are going we to play... You. Uh, a game of Cards Against Humanity. We'll prather, probably gather up, oh, the Travises and the Matthews. Name drop is name drop. Laura's. Yeah, name drop, name drop, name drop. Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt. And other friends and play Cards Against you Humanity. You know what? Maybe we should branch out from the D&D crew and get some other people involved in the show. Who All are, right. Are. We'll invite uh, Stephanie Shea. Oh, name drop. Uh, a friend of ours from... from Absolutely. Yes, we got to bring her in. Where yeah. Stephanie will be there. Uh, we're going to play Cards Against Humanity, which, for those of you who don't know, is a crass card game where you come up with weird combinations of bullshit. So that's what we're going to do. Maybe Tara Sands. Too. Maybe Tara Sands. She too. listens to the show. All right. Name Done. Drop. Done deal. Okay. Name drop. Um, all right, so that's what we're going to do. Not next week, though, because next week, Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal will be making a joint appearance at. Mythicon in Orlando. That's yeah. the fun thing we're gonna do. We're gonna do a podcast. That's our fun thing. A live a podcast, live podcast, which really could be a fucking disaster. Most live podcasts are terrible, but we're gonna try to make ours good. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be recorded at Mythicon in Orlando one week from today. And guys, please tune in. It's gonna come out very soon. We swear this time, baby. Yeah, we're gonna one week away. We're, we're, we're gonna release another episode next week, baby. Based on the power of Epcot Center, motherfucker, <laughs> we are going to beam a podcast to you using science. <laughs> science, which, by the way, says the GMOs are okay. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> oh gosh, I've learned so much today, Liam. We learned all about tarot cards and what the the five of ones means. Right, I've the learned queen of cups. I've learned that you love me, even though you think I'm an idiot. I don't think you're an idiot. I, I just think that your ideas are idiotic. Right, right, right. <laughs> I've learned that everyone are fools and that you can't look to tarot card readers or reality television to tell you what to do. And I've learned that Basil Hayden is pronounced Basil Hadden. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct, Sam. Um, well, thank you for joining us for All Work, No Play. We'll see you next ah, time. I feel pretty good about this one. <laughs> oh, that's a like, bad sign. I feel like this might be entertaining. And when oh, I say that, no. this is our worst episode ever. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Love you. Miss you. Troy Baker. Signing off. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to be the first on your block to hear the next episode, be sure to click subscribe on iTunes. You will instantly improve the world by doing so. And remember, don't work too hard.